0: back in the day it was tempeh and tofu and vegetables but now what what do we have veganism is very simple and i like to channel my mafia princess persona just switch your brand that's all you're doing what do you like to eat i like a good vegan hot dog we got it do you got burgers we got it do you got steaks we got it do you have sushi we got it. We got it all. We got it all. What's what's the sacrifice? There's no deprivation. There's, you're not giving up anything except animal cruelty. What the hell is up, you guys? My name is
1: Jamie Logan and today I am here with the one and only Lisa DiCrescenti. Thank God for that. I finally pronounced her last name right. Yeah, you did. You were about to rip my head off before we started this. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank
0: you for having me.
1: So Lisa, what the hell do you have going on? Who are you? And what do you do? Oh, wow.
0: Such a long and and uh, tragic story. <laughs> um, you know, I've only been in the rights movement for five years, but it feels like a lifetime. And um, it's my passion, and I'll be doing it for the rest of my life. But before this, I was a restaurant owner, gallery owner. I did marketing, 30 years event production, and um i got to the point where i wanted to use my talents and my expertise for the animals so that's what i'm doing it's incredible i feel like so
1: many activists want to get to a point where they can turn their passions into their careers and you've done just that so what is your title specifically
0: director of special projects for farm animal rights movement
1: and what is farm and what kind of work does farm do
0: farm is actually one of the oldest animal rights organizations in the United States. It was founded um, over 45 years ago by Dr. Alex Hershaft. Um, He is Holocaust survivor, incredible man. He's dedicated his life to the Mm -hmm. animal rights movement. And um, right now we're being led by Eric Lindstrom, our new executive director, and Addison Lance, an associate executive director. And I feel like the team we have is going to take FARM into the future. It's like FARM 2.0, if you will. We're getting back to in-person events. We've been doing something in Maryland for a couple of years, super successful. We call it the Vegan Festival for non-vegans. And we're educating a lot of people about how amazing the plant-based lifestyle can be. It's green, it's sustainable, it's delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're having fun doing it. So while you're doing
1: all of this, you're also working on your own passion projects, absolutely, and your writing. So absolutely. let's let's backtrack six months ago, when we first got in touch and, and in contact. Yeah. So for those of you that have probably seen on my Instagram or social media there is a new film coming out and it is called The Next Girl and Lisa was the creative genius behind this the writer the visionary along with star from yeah. V-Kind team effort. and, and the, the V-Kind team absolutely yeah. but you came up with the idea I did so let's backtrack this is a few years ago yeah. in the
0: making over 3 years ago now
1: yeah. So what is the next girl film? Give us a general overview of what you can can say now at this point. We can't give too much away, but...
0: The general overview is that Jamie Logan is the next girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the general overview. She is the ingenue of this film, short film. And uh, three years, I was inspired because my true passion in the animal rights movement is to grow the movement to grow the community mm-hmm. to bring more people into the vegan lifestyle right and um, there's a lot of organizations that support and provide resources to people who are already vegan and activists and advocates and that's very that's very important mm-hmm. but my thing is i want to make more vegans you know, and I feel that there's a lot of content out there that's educational, that's very well done. But people who are not vegan are not going to watch it. Mm. And that's a problem, because these are the people who need to see this stuff, right? We need to create things that have like a backdoor kind of thing. And I want to say not in a deceptive way, but kind of manipulate people into seeing things, you know, so the Next girl is about a girl who is born into a dystopian world. Um, her and the women around her have absolutely no autonomy when it comes to their bodies, their life's choices, and they're used as baby machines. And we're not going to say any more about it, mm-hmm. but I think everybody should, should see this short film because I think it's going to open people's eyes to things and really understand that when you're talking about turning oppression into compassion – all victims are equitable mm. and that's that's the point mm-hmm. that's the point and i think people need to wake up to that and so hopefully this movie will chip away at that a little bit so when you first put pen to paper
1: what was this two years ago no it was over
0: three years ago mm. and for those of you who um, understand uh, spirituality and believe in psychics um, <laughs> a little backstory <laughs> i was told by three psychics the course of my life that I was going to make my splash with a pencil Mm. and the funny thing is is that the first draft of the next girl was written in pencil
1: I just have chills right
0: now yes yes there are people who still actually take writing utensils and write on paper really I know most of us are like but um, it was written pencil and I was so inspired um, it just came right out of me the story and Little by little, it transformed itself, met people, and now it is what it is. And mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this debut in LA on November 11th and 12th at the V Kind experience, mm-hmm. which is a story in of itself.
1: Absolutely. We're going to tell you guys a little bit about the VKIND experience yes. and what is to be expected of this event yeah. November 11th and 12th in L.A., mm-hmm. and that is where The Next Girl is premiering. Yes. So it is so exciting, and I'm just so grateful to have been able to work with you and have got to be a, a part of this incredible project. I, I guess let's talk a little bit about the steps that we took to get to filming and then some of the post things that we're going through now. So backtrack a couple months ago, Star Simmons from V Kind Studios came up to me at the, the Vegan Women Summit mm-hmm. and she says, I think I have a project for you. Would you be around to, to film in August mm-hmm. in Phoenix? And I was yeah. like, oh, I'd love to hear more about this. Like, yeah. why me? Like, what do you, What do what, what is this? And yeah. she sent over the script and I was just blown away by how powerful the writing was mm-hmm. and the storyline and I was nervous about taking on the role because of how intense it was and because of the emotional preparation that it required. But I'm so glad that we did this, and I'm so proud of all of us and the team for being able to pull this off. Yeah. So when we first met, we all hopped on a Zoom call. It was me, you, Star, and Tara, Tara. The, mm-hmm. the The director. The director. And we talked through it, and and yeah. it was my first time meeting you, and you yeah. were you were like I'm a native yeah. New Yorker, yeah. and I was like oh I am too. I was like it was an immediate meant to be yeah. destiny. So why well, why did you pick me? Like what has this vision come to life for you? What was the filming experience like?
0: I can't really take credit for that. That was Star, who's the founder of VKIND Studios, um, the company behind the VKIND experience. Uh, She said, I know who the next girl is going to be. And I had absolutely 100% trust and faith in her. So I said, okay. (laughs) That's basically what I said. And of course, you know, when we met, I was uh, blown away by you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on set, I don't know if you ever talked about this on any of your other episodes, but everybody that was part of the crew, and some people were absolute um, legends in the film industry, people who have been working in the industry for decades, so blown away by your performance, so blown away by your dedication and commitment and the talent that you have. Thank you. And so I am the one that is honored to be working with you. You actually brought this character to life, and I couldn't think of anybody else I'd rather have played the part.
1: I'm going to get emotional. That's so nice. That's so <laughs> True. Nice. It's Thank all true. You. Thank you. I mean, it's obviously something that I'm so passionate about, yeah. the writing and the, the message of, of the story. And I have to give Justina Adorno some credit as well for working with me weeks leading up to the shoot and helping me emotionally prep for it. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about the shoot and what the location was like mm. and how that impacted all yeah. of us.
0: Yeah. So again, star... Found this incredible location um, near where she lives in Arizona. And the place is called The Slaughterhouse. Uh, it was a meatpacking company, slaughterhouse back in, I think, starting in the late 50s. Mm-hmm. And it was bought and sold and bought and sold. Ultimately, now it's used as like a haunted house during the Halloween season. And then the rest of the year, it's shut down to prepare for the next year. But it provided us the most incredibly perfect, extraordinary location for this movie. It was not easy. Um, We were a family for about a week. And I think we all felt that. The energy was high and it was very kinetic, but it was 120 degrees, so we kind of suffered through it, but we did it, it was like a labor of love. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few people (laughs) kind of had some heat stroke issues, but we had a medic on staff and that was taken care of. But um, Jaina from VKIND fed us every day, and it was three amazing meals every single day, so props to Jaina. And um, it was just an experience that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Definitely at the end, I felt like I had like a new family and I didn't want to leave, you Mm -hmm. know, and I went through withdrawal Mm -hmm. when I left and went back home. But it was uh, the most educational, inspiring and life altering experience that I've ever had.
1: I completely agree with you i mean you really took the words out of my mouth and also just to be clear every single meal that was on set was completely plant-based no absolutely yeah
0: absolutely it was just um you know i i don't want to cry because i don't want my makeup to run but (laughs) (laughs) but it was very emotional and i think that the energy that we all put into it both individually and as a team will be felt when people see the movie. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. And there's some really crazy stories attached to this location. You know, we won't talk about that now. But um, it was the perfect location and, you know, we were blessed to be able to have access to it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, definitely if you if you can't make it to the premiere November 11th and 12th at the VKIND Experience, definitely get ready and, and stay tuned. We're going to post this probably on YouTube and on yeah. Chain TV so that it's available and accessible to all. But what's really also very exciting is that over 500 film festivals – Reached out to us
0: after posting the trailer. I think it's almost a thousand now, <gasps> and we've already won two awards. Wow, we've already won two film festival awards, and we haven't even debuted the film yet. Incredible! Yeah, so yeah. it's just a testament to the quality of um, produ- production that Kind Studios is capable of right and hopefully Mm -hmm. they'll do more we'll see but i know they have their hands full with the v kind experience and that is going to be a groundbreaking event of the year i mean Mm -hmm. i can't wait i'm so excited so blessed to be a part of it you know and to be able to like just be there when it happens you know if you're if you are in the la area the weekend of november 11th and 12th buy a damn ticket mm -hmm. come on you cannot miss this you're going to be rubbing elbows with the most dynamic vegan individuals in in the country and i think there's even people i think there's people flying in from other countries to, to do this so it's pretty spectacular what they've put together.
1: Well, this is an event that has never been done before. Yep. This is an experiential event that takes you around the world in yep. one location yep. where each room has different themes. So, one room is going to be the oceanic room, which has live mermaids and fish projections on the screens. Yep. Just to be clear, there are no animals, obviously.
0: No. Use no objectification, no. no exploitation at all.
1: All the food that is served there will be completely plant-based. Yep. But we really want to immerse people into this world of what the world could look like if plants took over. So just picture animals Free and and happy, and yeah. uh, you're going to be seeing cool performances like in the African experience in yeah. that room. And yeah. I am just so excited! I saw the space at the Magic Box Theater a forty thousand square <gasps> feet. It's incredible. Yeah. It's I mean, th- there's going to be special effects and and different rooms that are ha- that have to be built. Yeah. But from what I even saw, I'm just so excited to see yeah. it all come to life. Well,
0: the great thing about this event is because immersive events have been done but it's visual this is something for all the senses Mm -hmm. you're going to see things you're going to touch things you're going to taste things you're going to smell things it's just this incredible like you know bacchanal (laughs) buffet of of fantastic you know it's going to be amazing So so we're really excited
1: come hungry your ticket includes your all your food the experience the next girl film and networking and there's also going to be different brands there that will be set up in the networking tent that everybody can interact with and And a
0: children's room
1: free babysitting
0: (laughs) free babysitting and there's people that have actually bought like groups of tickets and they're having their kids birthday parties at the event wow like yeah it's really impressive what she's done well not Mm -hmm her alone, the whole team. But Mm -hmm. Star is incredible. She's behind the whole thing.
1: Absolutely. And in one of the rooms, the next girl film is going to be premiering in and then there's actually going to be a room right after the next girl film that is going to be a room where people can decompress. Yes. Yeah,
0: let's talk about that. Yeah. It's called the reflection room. And so we're basically giving people an opportunity to move through the screening process and then into this room. And then we will provide, you know, a place where people can get a little bit more information if they want. They can meet Jamie, maybe get an interview, a question or two. But um, it's just going to be a really nice break Mm because you'll walk through half of the VK experience and then you'll see the movie, you'll go to the reflection room, and then you have the other half of the experience. So Mm -hmm. it's like a nice intermission, if you will.
1: What are your hopes with this film? I mean, what would be, in your eyes the vision that you really hope for
0: i would i mean not to give too much away but i would really love for people to talk about it and say that it was you know something that they think about now that they're vegan and when someone says well why did you go vegan oh it was this movie the next girl that i saw you know i don't want to say anything else yeah i really hope that this makes an impression on people. And I hope it's just a, um, a diving board, you know, mm-hmm. more opportunities to create content and inspire and educate more people with more ideas. I have so many ideas that I would love to, you know, develop. But I think this is, you know, me putting my toe in the pool and just mm-hmm. testing the waters out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Getting Let's it, see where
1: it goes. Mm-hmm. Getting it mainstream absolutely yeah.
0: is is key for sure. And we absolutely. are. Absolutely getting it mainstream. Debuting it in L.A. is just the beginning and making it available to, you know, animal rights organizations and uh, doing screenings and hopefully getting it into the hands of the right people. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about this. And yeah, me too. I am really looking forward to hearing people's feedback because sometimes I look at things and being that I'm so immersed in the animal rights world and I'm vegan right. and whatnot, I sometimes will watch videos and to me things look effective, but I'm always curious how non-vegans perceive Absolutely. content.
0: I think it's important for us. Like we're not only vegan. Mm. We are advocates of the lifestyle and we have to constantly remind ourselves to always consider what people who live outside our bubble are thinking and how they're perceiving what we're saying and what we're doing. It's so important. And we were talking about this earlier. You know, we're trying to educate them about a better lifestyle, of course, for the animals, but also for our health and for the planet, the only planet we have. There's no plan B. We can't just say, okay, well, we'll leave Earth and we'll go somewhere else. I mean, maybe in the future, but this is really the planet that we have. And the planet will survive. It's going to shake us off like dogs shake fleas off, you know, because we're really doing a lot of damage. So we need to backpedal and start really, you know, moving in, in the right direction. And I think plant-based and veganism is, is the, the lifestyle that's going to, you know, make that happen but i really believe that it's something that we need to consider when we're talking to people and the way we present ourselves we don't want to turn people off we want people to understand that we mean well that we're compassionate and that you know this is something that they should consider um you know planting a seed in someone's head whether it takes root that day or the next week or a year from then it's important that we leave people with a good feeling and maybe a little curiosity
1: mm-hmm. you know It takes a lot of effort to do these types of actions, to create films, to put on events. It's not easy. And it seems kind of frustrating sometimes when it's all of this work that goes into something and we're – We want to reach as many people as possible, but we don't know how many people will then change after that, right? So, you know, I do want to hear a little bit more about you and your background and how you got to where you are today. Okay. So you were here in New York in the 80s and the 90s, very successful, running restaurants and businesses. Tell me a little bit about that. What was your life like before veganism?
0: It feels like it was like a past life experience. Yeah, I was... um, one of those kids that sat in the kitchen and watched my grandma cook and I was just like so inspired and in awe of her, like just chopping an onion, you know, it was just <laughs> like, you know, she was the glue that held her family together with the food. And we weren't religious, but we got together for every single holiday just because we could eat, right? Um, And that to me was something really special. So I had this interest in food. I saw it as a way to show love and share who I was with people. I got involved in catering after high school. I started working with chefs in New York and really just started to love the whole restaurant thing. It's a crazy business, but you know, when you're young, you want crazy, right? So I opened up a restaurant, I worked with this one, I worked with that one, we had a club. And I did that for about 20 years, a little over 20 years. But then I left that industry and I went into marketing and art, and opened up an art gallery. Um, so I've done things here and there. But like I said, my focus is where I am right now, which is using the talents that I have and whatever expertise I bring to the table for the animals. Mm. That's where my passion lies. That's where my heart is. And and, and I feel fulfilled now.
1: What well, was it that connected you to the vegan movement? Was it an image? Was it a video, a documentary?
0: <laughs> it was a science class in high school. Um, I don't remember exactly what the what the lesson was, but we were to look at a piece of meat under a microscope and that was it for me. I just couldn't, after that, I just, yeah, that was what turned me vegetarian. And then later on I went vegan, but uh, yeah, I don't think anybody could ever claim that story. You know, seeing a piece of meat under a microscope, that was, that was it for me. Yeah. So it's a strange story, but that's the truth.
1: What did you see? Were there bugs or parasites? Oh, it was
0: just a whole jungle in there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty gross. Not worth talking about, honestly. But it was it was enough for me to be like, yeah, no,
1: mm-hmm. no more. Thank mm-hmm. you. And then, what got you speaking up about this?
0: Uh, I was involved with animal rescue. I was in New York in the year two thousand, and I met some really amazing people in the movement. When we co-launched Humane USA uh, with Wayne Pacelle <clears throat> at the W Hotel in New York, and I met Linda Neilan, I met um, uh, Eileen Cohn, who's a, a giant in the Alma rights movement, um, and they really inspired me. You know what they were doing full time was so meaningful, and just it just seemed like you know what this is. Why am I doing anything else? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started doing rescue. I started getting involved with companion animal rescue and doing events here and there. But about five years ago, I made the switch to really dedicate and came on board with farm and i uh, have been with farm ever since.
1: Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And can you talk about certain things maybe in your personal life that have been challenging for you with activism and veganism, whether it be relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, mm-hmm. romantic partners? Yeah. What's that been like for you? And how do you stay strong? Whoo,
0: we are really pushing a button. <laughs> no, I did it on purpose. You did it on purpose. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Um, to say that I've sacrificed a lot for this is an understatement I just broke up with someone and uh, my lifestyle was something that they couldn't deal with ultimately and I think the film was really what kind of (laughs) was like the the last straw on the camel's back kind of thing but I'm sitting here I'm not with them I believe in what I believe in and I know I'm doing the right thing. So, yeah, I've sacrificed. Um it's not easy. But I'm doing it for the animals, I'm doing it for my health. And uh we live to see a brighter day, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, you're so strong because it's it's really I think the hardest part about being vegan is when the people closest to you just don't get it or don't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I've had my family members, they're not vegan. Um, I have a cousin who is, but we don't really, you know, he lives far away. Sometimes you have to seek support in your own community. And farm, Mm -hmm. actually, one of the things that we do is we host a monthly support group online, which is great because it's free. Anybody can, you know, uh, reserve a spot and, Join us. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard because you're going against the grain. You know, you're like, um, a, a salmon swimming upstream, if I may use that, um, metaphor. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I think so. You know.
1: Change never came easy, you know, in any forms of activism. You do see those people that are on the front lines that are pushing for change and there's resistance and people are angry and defensive. And once you just get through that and reach a certain number of the population, then we're
0: going to start to see change. Yeah, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and I see a lot of people who are really um, feel defeated because of it. And, you know, we try and do what we can to keep them up and encourage them to self-care and make sure that they, you know, seek balance for themselves and just be gracious to themselves, you know. But um, it is, it's not easy. Um, But again, it's worth it. I know I keep saying that, but that's just because that's how I feel. Uh, When you look into the eyes of an animal, you know, one of the things that I remember is... (laughs) When we were driving to the airport at the end of our film shoot, the end of the week, we were in the car together, and you were in the passenger seat, I was in the back seat, and to our right was a truck filled with farmed animals being taken to slaughter. And um, I couldn't look. I don't have the... You do things that I can't do. You know, you talked in one of your interviews about going to the slaughterhouses and going to the vigils, I can't do that. I would not be able to function. So I do what I can behind the scenes, you know, event production and, you know, interviewing people and um, collaborating with people that can do it. I just, I don't have the heart for it. And I have so much respect for people that do and can do that, but I can't.
1: It is traumatizing. I mean, it's really, yeah. really awful. And it's yeah. it's made me unable to sit down at tables where people are eating animals. And it's, it's definitely given me an, a level of PTSD that I didn't have before. Yeah. But I go because if we don't go, who's going to be there for them? And to be able to give them water, connect with them, to tell their stories, to post it on socials. I mean, the last time I went to the slaughterhouse in Newark, I... I think I got over 500,000 views collectively on the videos that I had filmed there. And people in the comment section were like, I need to go vegan. I have to go vegan. There's just – I can't keep justifying it. And I'm like, this is why why I do what I do. Exactly why. Well,
0: let's talk about going vegan because back in the day – you're a lot younger than me. But back in the day, it was tempeh and tofu and vegetables. But now, what, what do we have? Right? Oh. I like to say, and we were talking about this earlier, yes. veganism is very simple. And I like to channel my mafia princess <laughs> persona. Just switch your brand. That's all you're doing. What do you like to eat? I like a good vegan hot dog. No, but you like hot dogs, right? Yeah. We got it. Okay. Do you got burgers? We got it. Do you got steaks? We got it. Do you have sushi? We got it. We got it all. We got it all. What's what's the sacrifice? There's no deprivation. There's, you're not giving up anything except animal cruelty. So there is no reason not to do it. And go vegan.
1: Absolutely no reason. That's what reason. I say. Yeah, it's this major disconnect. I mean, we're obviously breaking down years of social conditioning with people. And so you never know what it is that's going to be that final thing that clicks for them. Because I think along the way, there's different messages and seeds that are planted. Absolutely. When I think in my own personal journey towards veganism and activism, there were different messages along the way. One, it was seeing a livestock truck on the highway. Um, Another one was seeing a film, seeing an advertisement for PETA you know uh, petting my dog going to a zoo and seeing those animals there because that was the only place that i had ever seen farm animals growing up here in new york was when i went to a zoo true yeah and uh, unfortunately i wished i I had known back then what i know now but now there's sanctuaries that you can go to we should not be supporting animal prisons right
0: (laughs) but you live and you learn well i don't know if you're old enough to remember this but do you remember when barnum and bailey circus used to be at madison square garden i don't remember that but right. I,
1: I know the circuses
0: were yeah they're. but they don't exist anymore as far as i know you know and that's another kind of animal exploitation animal suffering circuses zoos vivisection mm-hmm. research you know of course the fashion industry well, you, who knows that more than you? I mean, you, <laughs> you stomped onto the runway at the coach event at New York's fashion week. Hello. Leather kills. Yeah. I want everybody to know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of animal suffering, animal exploitation. It just needs to just stop. Mm-hmm. Cause we also have what? We have fur coats. <laughs> we have winter coats. We have furniture. We have, we have everything. Absolutely. It doesn't need to happen anymore.
1: So what are some of your favorite brands, foods, products? You're wearing a beautiful pleather coat. Tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, I
0: mean, I wear everything that someone else wears except my clothes have nothing to do with animal suffering and cruelty. You know, I have, you know, moto jackets. I have a fur full-length fur coat. Wow. It's not, it's not a you know, an animal skin, but it looks the same, and it keeps me just as warm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have the vegan um, goose-down type coats and comforters and pillows, um, furniture. Uh, my friend Paras Doshi, he has Doshi Shop. He does luxury items. He uses pinatex, which is the waste product of pineapple. Mm-hmm. That's so sustainable. Mm-hmm. And his products are amazing because not only does he use the sustainable uh, you know, leather alternative, but he uses incredible hardware. So when you buy a piece from him, it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all kinds of, you know, shoes and belts and wallets and bags. And there there's nothing we don't have. It's all there for the taking, you know. So there's no reason not to do it. Speaking
1: of fashion, there is a vegan fashion show happening in D.C. Yes, it is. November 17th. Yes. And you might see a familiar face there.
0: Yes. Let's talk about that for a moment. (laughs) So D.C. voters for animals, Max Broad, he's incredible. He works um, out of D.C. and he, you know, works with legislation and bills and helps these people encourage them to pass bills and laws that are, you know, supporting animal rights. So Max Broad, shout out to you. Amazing. He's doing a fashion show at DuPont Underground. So if you're going to be in the D.C. area on November 17th, you have to come and check this out. Um, Nikki Hendricks is the designer and she is working with Milkweed, which is a totally sustainable product, animal cruelty free. And Miss <clears throat> Jamie Logan will be walking the, uh, catwalk wearing <laughs> God knows what. Uh, we'll, we'll have to find out on the 16th, but yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, uh, it's going to be a totally plant-based fashion show. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited. Um, It's just going to be something that I've personally never been to. I've done fashion shows in New York before, but this is something that's totally plant based and it's going to be, I think, really groundbreaking. So we're really excited Mm -hmm. about that. Well, finally, a fashion show
1: I'm invited to. Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's called Metamorphosis. So that's kind of cool. cool. So if you go to uh, dupontunderground.com and look up the events, you'll see Metamorphosis and then you can get tickets. Uh, limited limited spots available. So, you know, if you're really interested, grab your ticket soon. But um, it's going to be a pretty spectacular experience. I'm very excited for that. Yeah.
1: This will be like my first official, I guess, fashion show.
0: <laughs> yeah. One so. that you haven't crashed. Exactly. Because aren't you like <laughs> a.k.a. the runway crasher now? Yeah. 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 That's your, your new... Um, title
1: kind of yeah yeah
0: like i have people that i haven't spoken
1: to in years reaching out to me about that they're like is well, this yeah. you and i'm like yeah i mean come on who yeah. else is, the, who else is
0: gonna do and that? you and and you kind of you kind of came out of that unscathed because your co-conspirator was like tackled by a security guard right I was definitely tackled. Oh, Um, you were tackled.
1: I was tackled, and Sasha was pulled out by her hand, but she made it a fourth runway, because I think they actually thought she was part of the show or something. And I do want to say, I want to give credit to all the runway crashers, because then that action led to about five other ones. Oh, wow. We, PETA crashed Burberry, they crashed a show in Milan, in London, Hermes, they did a bunch of them, Michael Kors. So it was just incredible to to get that media attention on
0: these issues of yeah. using animals for the fashion But those industry. were copycatters. You guys were the first ones to do it, We right? do,
1: We were. We started, we kicked off Fashion Week on the right foot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we kicked it off on the right foot. <laughs> we really did. I'm oh like, my goodness.
1: People were like, how are the PETA protesters getting into these exclusive fashion shows? People were like, I'm an editor at a major fashion magazine. I can't even get in. How we the hell
0: are in. they getting in? I'm like, we Well, when you ways- look like this, Yes. <laughs> it's easy to walk into a fashion show and like of course she's a model she must be part of the show what is like, the big deal we have our ways and like where did you like you had this big sign like how did you walk into the fashion show with this giant sign there's and no so one saw many it?
1: yeah there's so many things that could go wrong with that i honestly don't know how we got away with everything that we did i had it folded up very small in a little bag oh
0: okay
1: but yeah it was it was definitely definitely <laughs> successful and that's the kind of things that we need to to hit mainstream unfortunately yeah. these are the last resort actions we ask these companies over and over and over again here we show them investigation footage we're like just stop using animals this is what happens to them please and they don't want to listen and then we take things into our own hands and do something like that speaking of upcoming events because i know we we have about 10 more minutes left
0: okay
1: uh We are also doing an action tomorrow in Washington Square Park, which this is probably going to be over with by the time I put out this episode. But what are we doing tomorrow?
0: So um, Farm Animal Rights Movement is sponsoring a leafleting event. And not only are we doing it in New York, we're also doing it in D.C. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So I think between the two events, we're probably going to pass out about 6,000 you know educational pieces of paper and it's all about ditching dairy mm-hmm. so you are gonna have this like snazzy kind of a can i say a naughty cow yes yeah, um, cow yeah it's just to get attention <laughs> and we will get attention it's we're Hallowe- thinking of well it's halloween weekend and i'm it's like halloween weekend it's but perfect. i i'm thinking about hiring a bodyguard because i'm really nervous that someone is gonna like abduct you but anyway um i think we'll be fine but we're going to be handing out these leaflets and it's really exciting because we're basically saying well you're saying you're holding up a poster i have to have a baby in order to produce milk produce milk and so do cows yeah in parentheses and cows do too yeah right yeah i I find it interesting and shocking at the same time that intelligent people you know respect they some people do not understand that cows just don't produce milk like they think cows are these animals that just make milk they do they don't know that they have to be impregnated forcefully of course and simultaneously you know like over and over again not simultaneously but over and over again to continue producing milk mm-hmm. and what happens to their children Exactly.
1: When every single glass of milk, every single bite of cheese, every lick of ice cream means that there is a baby somewhere without access to its mother's milk. And if they are male, if the baby cow is a male calf, he will be kept in a crate his whole entire short life. 14 to
0: 16 weeks.
1: Mm -hmm. And then trucked to the slaughterhouse. I mean, imagine. For veal.
0: For veal. People are still selling veal. Ugh. Restaurants are still serving veal. Imagine slitting a baby cow's throat. I mean, what is wrong with people? I don't know. It, it's it's a systemic issue, and not only are the animals being exploited, people are being exploited as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a terrible thing, and it ne- mm-hmm. and it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. But if, like you said, the bobbies the the male calves are you know they're either killed instantaneously because mm-hmm. they're useless to some people, yeah. Not really, but that's what they claim. They're useless. Or they're kept in these terrible you know, cages where they can't move and killed for veal within weeks of their birth date. Um, if it's a female, then they're born into the same enslaved life as their mother's, and then they take their mother's place. Mm-hmm. Because even dairy cows, anywhere between two to five years old, they're sent to slaughter.
1: Most of the cows that I see at these slaughterhouses Our dairy cows. They're babies.
0: We're eating babies. I don't think people know that. Like, they don't realize it. It doesn't really matter what you're eating in terms of animal meat. If you're eating pork, if you're eating beef, if you're eating chicken, if you're eating turkeys, if you're eating any meat, Mm -hmm. these are babies. We're talking weeks old. We're talking a few years old. But that's it. Mm -hmm. They're babies we're eating babies Mm
1: -hmm. well i feel like in (laughs) society we've created an us versus them and we've been able to say well they're not as intelligent well they're not cute well they're animals and by creating this division that allows us to continue to oppress them and do the things that we do to them
0: well this whole thing that we have dominion over the earth that's not true we're not we don't have dominion over the earth we're ambassadors we're supposed to be taking care of those of us who are you know not as intelligent and and it, that doesn't even make sense because we honor dogs, but pigs are even more intelligent than dogs. There's this cognitive dissonance that, it, that exists that needs to get, you know, mm-hmm. just needs to go away. It needs to be cured or healed or tweaked. And, you know, if you say to someone, <laughs> if an intelligent life form from another planet, you know, alien species that's light years ahead of us, intelligent-wise, technologically wise... If they landed here, would it be okay for them to farm us and eat us based on that same mindset? And I think most people would say, well, no, I don't, I wouldn't want that to happen. Well, then you can't really use that reasoning. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just not a sound philosophy.
1: Absolutely. Before we say that it's okay to do things to another living being, we should put ourselves in the victim's position and then yeah. judge it based on that it's it's yeah. very easy to say oh well because it's happening to them i've it's not my problem. I don't care. And people will oftentimes use the excuse, well, I'm just going to the supermarket and buying it. Well, my question back would be, why is that product in the supermarket in the first place? It's because these industries make money off of us buying these
0: products. So we have
1: to stop creating the demand.
0: And not only do they make it accessible, the government is subsidizing it. Mm -hmm. The government spends Millions and millions of dollars subsidizing the meat and dairy industry. If the government didn't subsidize these industries, we would be paying like $20, $30 a pound for meat and, and astronomical prices for dairy products. Where
1: are those millions of dollars coming from?
0: Uh, taxpayers' money. Yeah. Yeah. So even I'm paying for it, which pisses me the hell off. But, you know, I pay my taxes because, you know, you don't want the IRS coming after you. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's just a terrible system. And that's why people say, well, vegan food is so expensive. It's it's not subsidized. That's why it is – I mean, the prices are coming down, which is a great thing. But the subsidized foods, meat and dairy, we can't compete with that. And it's all intentional. Mm-hmm.
1: I do believe that in 10 years from now, we're going to start seeing Plant-based foods and the price is going down, yeah. even cultivated meat, which is going to be absolutely. a technology that absolutely. comes into place. Yeah. They're trying to scale it and bring the prices down. Yeah. And once we can get those products to even match or become lower than meat products, it just doesn't make sense to keep putting money into a failed system. No,
0: absolutely. And that and that and that brings, you know, the subject of food science and food technology because you have cultivated meat being worked on. You have printed Products. Mm-hmm. They're printing things like salmon and mm-hmm. you know and meats now and you know hopefully it'll come here. But in other countries they're doing that. And then you have companies like the Better Meat Company. They're doing fermented mycelium, you know, and it's a product called Riza, and they're making steaks and chicken and foie gras. Out of it, we're doing a faux gras campaign. Farm is doing a faux gras campaign with DC Voters for Animals in DC where we're introducing cruelty free faux gras to all these chefs and they're starting to add it to their menus, which is phenomenal Mm -hmm. because how are you creating faux gras is a terrible process. And it's, you know, one of those atrocious things that needs to stop.
1: Furgois fatty duck liver for those people that may not know what it is. And they yeah. stick these really large metal tubes, tubes down these ducks' throats multiple times a day to forcefully feed them yeah. Yeah. so that their livers get fat. And then they ultimately kill them. Yep. Disgusting.
0: It is. Why do we have to tell people this? You would think it's like common sense. Common sense is probably one of the least common things nowadays. I think people are in survival mode and they're on like this autopilot. They just need to get to get through the day. So there's not a lot of critical thinking. And so we're here to remind people to start thinking about the choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you talk to people, most people are aligned morally. Yeah. Like if you ask someone, do you support animal abuse? They'll say, of course not. Well, then why aren't your actions aligned with your beliefs? What did you have for lunch? Right, exactly. <laughs> so we're here to remind them that if you do believe that, then let's, let's live that. You know, mm-hmm. let's make our choices based on what we believe and not what we've been trained or brainwashed to do.
1: Mm -hmm. we need to make our own choices. And I think part of what can be hard for some people is it's going against the grain. And as humans, we want to be liked, we want to be well received, and we want to fit in. And so stepping outside and saying, wait, no, I don't agree with all of you. And I don't agree with those actions. And no, now I have to bring my own food to this event. Or no, I'm not going to that. Or here's some really hard truths and facts that you should watch. And It's like." people don't want to have that backbone and stand up. And I think that is what can be hard for a lot of people. And it does take – when you go vegan and become an activist, it takes a level of rebellion and a rebellious nature in a sense.
0: Yeah, that's probably why I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay. From the time I was crawling, they called me the rebel. (laughs) I I was destined (laughs) to be a vegan advocate. Destined. It was like in my DNA from the very beginning. I never do what everybody else is doing and I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, me as well. I was definitely getting myself into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I bet. To say
0: the least. <laughs> I could just imagine. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, were there any last things that you wanted to add that we didn't get to cover, whether it's about the film, the V Kind experience in LA, the fashion show, or the other things that you're up to? No.
0: Um, I would just say that um, if you are interested in Farm Animal Rights Movement, the organization, go to farmusa.org and donate, get involved in some of the things that we're doing. We have volunteer forms that you can fill out. We're always doing events all over the country, especially in the D.C. and New York area. Uh, we have incredible events coming up in 2024. We are doing the New Planet series. We're doing an event in Virginia, an event in Maryland, and an event in DC, and um, we're really excited. We need speakers, we need vendors, we need volunteers, and it's going to be an incredible. Uh, tour, if you will, mm-hmm. thousands of people. Um, we we did this first in 2022 for the first time, and it was super successful. We had about 4,000 people show up, and then we did it again, and we had in between four and five thousand people. So we're hoping that we're going to get a huge crowd to show up at all three events, and we're really inspired because people come to us afterwards and say, "I had no idea that plant-based food was as good." And I had no idea that I could come and spend an entire day with my family at a festival. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the entire thing is sustainable. Mm. So we're really educating people about health. We're educating people about the planet. And, of course, we're educating people about animals. So come to Planet Maryland, Planet Virginia, Planet DC. Uh, We're going to be doing Planet Virginia in Herndon, Virginia on April 21st. We have Planet Maryland on June 2nd and DC to be determined sometime in October, but look out for it. You go to planetseriesevents.org and you'll get all the information you need. And if you happen to be a company that's interested in getting involved from a sponsorship perspective, book a call with me because I want to talk. How can people reach you? Uh, you could go to planetseriesevents.org and you can click book a call or you can go to hello at planetseriesevents.org and that email will come directly to me. Um, and I'd love to talk great it's 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 going to be an incredible. Series of events. We're really excited. Super cool. Yeah. I,
1: we're really asking you guys to clear your schedules for the next yeah, couple of Yeah, we have
0: – <laughs> there's a lot going on. So just – you can't really do anything else. You just have to come <laughs> to everything we produce. <laughs> like that week that yeah. you, that you're coming to D.C. It's like November 14th, November 16th, November 17th. Oh, and then the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, perfect. November 18th, we're doing uh, the Montgomery County Thanksgiving Day Parade. We're expecting like 10,000 spectators. Mm. And Jamie will be there. It's Jamie's Corner.
1: I'm finding this out now that I'll be there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you knew. You already committed. Don't even try it, (laughs) girlfriend. I guess I did commit to that. Yes, you did. Um,
1: Well, I'm very excited for all of this. And when you go vegan and join this big family, this community, there are tons of events that you're going to come to and just... You're going to eat a ton of delicious food, meet like-minded compassionate people, yes. and while it, you know, can be hard dealing with certain non-vegans, like you just you, you gain so much yes. by going vegan. I wouldn't have connected with you probably ever. Our, our paths would have never crossed. Probably
0: not. Maybe, but probably not. Yeah. You can't spell love without v.
1: Exactly. I love that. You know what? Guys, three times a day you can make a choice and a decision to better the planet make better decisions for the animals and your health, and also support other issues. Most vegans do care about a lot of other issues.
0: Absolutely. You can have two thoughts at the same time.
1: There you go. Multiple causes, multiple thoughts. Well, that kind of concludes this episode. We look forward to seeing you, hopefully, at some of these events.
0: Yeah. They're all coming to the event. Everybody that's seeing this show right now is coming to our events. We love you all. Yes, We're very we love excited. you all. You're the best.
1: Yes, and let us know what you think of the next girl film. I'm so excited. Absolutely.
0: So why don't you, did you Jamie. thank
1: you and just say one more time where people can go to to follow Farm
0: FarmUSA.org, and from there you can see all of our legacy programs, all our other websites, Ditch Dairy compassionate holidays, day for animals, vegan Earth Day, it's all an incredible array of things that we do every single year, every month of the year. And we can't do it without people like you. And um, we just love what we do. We're heroes. You know, I always say at the bottom of my email, heroes work here, because we're all heroes. Eric Lindstrom, Dr. Hershaft, Addison Lance, Ali Hinton, Shamira Braca, uh, William, William Sidman, sorry. We're, we're a small team, but we pack a mighty punch.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Making making an impact. That's what it's all Absolutely. about. Absolutely. So with that, guys, you can follow me at It's Jamie's Corner. I'm always happy to connect, answer any questions. And until next time. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. All right. Bye.
0: Bye.